The following contest is scheduled for one fall! I've seen that man before, that's Randy Phil. The other one's some kind of half-man, half-monkey. It's a massive duplex and not one dragon in sight. Hello, all you beautiful, sweaty marks and you glorious shaggers out there. It's Mikey Mac. I am here for episode 45 of Snapdragon Duplex. I'm recording from inside my living room for a change. Uh, one of my dogs has an upset tummy, and just like QAnon, where we go one, we go all. So I'm here with both the pups. So if you hear any barking, it's not me for a change. It's not me. Okay, so... I'm going to cut you over to your boy, Randy Phil. All right, ladies and gentlemen, shaggers, marks, and duplexers all over the world. We're back for more Snapdragon duplex. Hello, Mikey. Hello. And let's kick it off with saying this has been a shite week in the world <laughs> of professional wrestling out with the actual shows. Yes. But they had another 30 people cut or something. Maybe yeah. not as much as that in WWE. They just took the axe to all of them. Yeah, wise Moxley is pulled out of the Eliminator tournament. He got a replacement. Yeah. Hope he's doing well. Good luck. I got the book. Good health. I'm getting my way through the book. I'm not going to give you any spoilers, but I'm working my way through there. And Dan Housen and someone else broke fucking legs and ankles mm-hmm. at a show last weekend. So they're out of action for a while. But apparently AEW signed these guys because Ring of Honor binned everyone as well, but they binned everyone. Yeah. We'll cover it maybe next week if we're live, live, live. I hope so. So let's get into Dynamite and let's kick off the show with Kenny Omega versus Alan Angels. I thought this was going to be a fucking squash match. It wasn't. In commentary, kept saying that Alan Angels has got Kenny Omega's number and they kept saying that these two had fought before. And I don't remember them fighting before. And it doesn't matter if they fought before. It matters that they're fighting now. And it matters that Kenny Omega fucking beat him anyway. Didn't hit a fucking one-winged angel. Didn't hit a snapdragon duplex. So no t-shirt this week for you. He beat him with two consecutive V-triggers in a row. Wiped him out. Got on the mic. Said that Alan Angel ruined Kenny Omega's career. And then he was going to fuck him up with... A chair somehow, one single chair. But Hangman Adam Page saves Alan Angels before Kenny does any real damage with the chair. Kenny Omega runs out the ring like a scalded dog, as JR would say, <laughs> leaves the belt behind. Hangman Adam Page grabs it, Mike, tells Kenny Omega, I'm going to be a sound cunt here, mate, and I will give you that belt back. You've got 10 days, enjoy it. I tell you what, you've got even less now. I'm recording on a Sunday, so you've got six days, mate, and I'm buzzing Bye it was a good me. match i didn't know what to expect but it was good other people were not as receptive of this match the vincennes one of the boys that i work with believe it or not his name is vince jones vinnie jones <laughs> the vincennes said that kenny omega the top guy in AEW, is shite he's no rock he's no stone cold he's not even a triple h Oof. is what this guy said so, PWI's Wrestler of the Year for two years <laughs> is shite. So, that's a, that's some pretty big talk there for the Vincennes. Let's see if he's correct and if Kenny Omega is indeed shite and Hangman Adam Page beats him at full gear on November the 13th. Purchase now on Fight TV or from your local cable provider. 
plug, plug, plug. Oh, you shill. Adam Page is like heavily involved with the Dark Order now. Do you think we're going to get some sort of stromage at the pay-per-view? Do you think the Elite will get involved and then Dark Order will get involved and a bit of tomfoolery? I hope not. Or do you think next week, the week before the pay-per-view, that we're going to have some sort of stipulation where nobody gets involved? I think they'll do that. Nobody gets involved. Hangman gets a clean win. What do you think? Is there any tomfoolery happening? Any stromages? What did you make of this match, mate? You know what, man? I really like this match. Uh, I was expecting a squash as well. I was expecting it to be shit. When they kept saying he's got his number, I was like, yeah, in his phone. There's no way he's going to win this match. Outside of that, the match at the pay-per-view has to be one-on-one. I don't want to see any run-ins. I don't want to see any fucking tomfoolery. I want a 45-minute fucking epic where these guys fight to the fucking last minute and it just... We get a buckshot lariat from hell and that's it, done. And then the Dark Order come out. You might have the Elite come out after that to try and break it up. Dark Order come out and smash them. And then we get the big celebration with the Dark Order holding them up on their fucking shoulders. That's what I want. I don't want to see that mid-match. That's a post-match thing. Right, Malachi Black cuts a promo saying that he's banned from ringside for the match tonight. Okay, then he said... Watch yourself, Cody. Caesar had more than one knife in his back. Who's turning on Cody? That's what this implied to me, that somebody's going to turn on Cody. Yep. It's got to be Arn Anderson at some point. Have you got any thoughts for this, Mikey? Or are you going to cover it at the match? Um, I've got no thoughts on this. I, I, I like, I always like the Caesar references and stuff. But where the Ides of March, he said, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, Shakespeare for you. Apparently Shakespeare copied that line. I, I don't know why I was reading that. It must have been because of this. I must have went and read about it after this. But I was reading about it recently and Shakespeare copied that line, the big fucking gimmick infringement bastard. Yeah, someone's going to turn on him. Ah, oh, fuck knows, man. I, I, I haven't thought about it. Then we've got CM Punk promo. He's saying that he is pissed off with Eddie Kingston for the way that he interrupted his interview with Tony Schiavone. And we still don't know what CM Punk was going to say to Tony. That week, and we may never find out what he was going to say. But he wants Eddie Kingston to meet him at Rampage for an apology. And we'll get round to that at some point. Also, CM Punk giving John Moxley props, saying, you're a fucking good guy. Mm-hmm. You said you needed help. You took the time off, you got the help. CM Punk wishes he had done that. And, yep, all the best to John Moxley. Hope he gets whatever he's needing. And we see him very soon, looking buff as fuck. Like when he returned to WWE and teamed up with Seth Rollins and then had that horrendous... Let's not talk about it, but all the best to John Moxley. Yeah, good health. What's your thoughts, Mikey? You want to cover any of this CM Punk, Eddie Kingston stuff now? Or are we getting that for the Rampage? I'll throw a wee bit in, why not? Um, So he says that Eddie Kingston's next on the plate. Um, CM Punk was going to enter the tournament, but he blames Eddie for not being able to enter because he needs to batter Eddie first before he can enter the tournament. And for me, I'm like, look, if I've got a list of chores to do, right, and the lawnmower breaks, I'm not going to be like, right, fuck all the rest of the jobs. The first one is done, right? I can't do the first one. So they're all done. They're all out the window. Because if I'd done that, 
missus is going to come home and she's going to be like, why haven't you done anything? I'll be like, look, okay, the lawnmower broke, right? So I couldn't do the dishes. I couldn't fucking take the dogs for a walk. I couldn't do any of that shit because the lawnmower was broken, okay? CM Punk did it first. I'm just following. I'm straight edge now, okay? This is what straight edge lifestyle is all about. Okay, we'll go for our trifecta of promos, segments, whatever. The Super Click are having an interview with Alex Marvez. 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 Trent. And then they get interrupted by Christian saying, there's three of us, there's four of us. No, there's three of them. And there's one Christian. Then Luchasaurus shows up from behind them and they seem a little bit hesitant now. They don't want to fight, they want to go back. But Christian and Luchasaurus want a stromage and we get a stromage. Jungle Boy shows up again and we have some big fucking spots, big flips off stages and shit, but it ends with Christian giving Adam Cole a one-man concerto on the entrance ramp. Yeah. So much is going through my fucking tiny little head right now. I'm pissed off with a lot of this. Okay. And if we were talking, I would be all over the place, but I'm trying to structure it. <laughs> Number one, that's a heel thing to do, right? Yeah, it is. Why did they fucking concerto Adam Cole? Other than the fact that Adam Cole, bye-bye, is a bit of a bastard, <laughs> and he kind of deserved it. But you've got Luchasaurus, and you've got Jungle Boy, surely... You would have said to one of them, get the other chair, and we'll do it fucking old school ENC style. Maybe that was too much of a heel thing for Jungle Boy to be getting involved in. And I'll fucking, right, I'll need to cover what I want to say later on, and hopefully I'll remember. But this is leading to a six-man tag match, surely, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Do you think we're going to see, like, Jungle Boy Christian again, like a proper feud? Would that interest you at all? Um, at this point, probably not. I think they're gonna do the Jungle Boy. They're gonna do Jurassic Express. Sorry, uh, against the Super Click. We know that's coming. So, Christian Jungle Boy, and God, I've had a brain fart there. Luchasaurus against uh, the Young Bucks and Adam Cole. Bye bye. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like what happens after that. Christian goes into a solo feud with someone. How would you feel about Christian going into a feud with Malachi Black? How would you feel about that? I mean, you can't answer me right now, but food for thought for next time we're here. Food for thought. Oh, man, I just saw the next match. I love this, right? Okay. The next match is the AAA tag team title match. The greatest lucha tag team of all time, <laughs> FTR, taking on the tag team of Aerostar and Samurai Del Sol, who was Kalisto in WWE. If nobody knows that, now you know that. This match was just a bit of a botch fest, but I loved it. They kind of recovered at a few points, but who the fuck is Aerostar? I've no idea. But before we get to Aerostar, Samurai Del Sol, Dirty Dave... Nitro. I always want to call him Dirty Dave Dynamite because it works better. <laughs> Davey Nitro. Dirty Dave Nitro wants to know if Samurai Del Sol is Fuego Del Sol's relative and to Fuego's uncle, perhaps? Part of the Fuego ah, I don't know. We'll get there. Aerostar. Who the fuck is he? Because he had a few slip-ups and it always seems to be like Lucha guys always struggle in WWE rings. Kalisto had a fucking nightmare. Did he? 
I think Kalisto slipped up a few times. Sin Cara. But Sin Cara was yeah. the fucking big botcher. Yeah. I think Sin Cara nearly died a couple of times and Ryback managed to save him <laughs> once. But I hope Aerostar's doing all right because he took some fucking bad landings. He landed on his neck and he fucked his knee. I think he'd done like a suicide dive and he rattled his knee off the barrier and you could see him limping about in pain, struggling to get through the match. Poor cunt. Aerostar and Kalisto were not tag partners, I'm sure, because they don't even know how to fucking tag in a tag team match. The ref was really trying to put this together. It was it was it was hard, but I hope we get to see them again. Maybe redeem themselves. Take the pressure off of a tag team match no nah, tag team title match, you know? Whenever you're in a fucking title match, that's when the pressure's on. Give them a wee a wee warm up against Fuego and Fuego too. That's what they need. Yeah. But FTR wins when Cash reverses a victory roll and grabs the tights at Aerostar for a dirty pin, and they retain the belts, and they are still the best lucha tag team in all of AEW. And we've got it confirmed, it's going to be FTR versus... What the fuck's Penta and Ray Phoenix's? The Lucha Bros. Are they the Lucha Brothers? Yeah, you fucking idiot. Oh man, I'm drawing a blank here. You Doesn't matter. They're fighting at full gear, and it's going to be for the <laughs> AEW belts. At this time, the Triple A tag belts are not on the line. Okay. What did fucking Justin Roberts, how does he pronounce the Triple A belts? Because I think I'm just murdering it. I think he knows like the proper way to pronounce it. But Mikey, did this match pop you as much as it popped me? <laughs> Nothing will pop me more than Randy Phil, the pay-per-view thrill, sitting there going... What are those two brothers that do Lucha Libre called again? You know, the two Lucha brothers? What What's their tag name again? Yeah, the the you're right, the brothers that do Lucha. Ah, we'll figure it out later. Anyway, I thought that this was Grand Metalik, but it's not. It's Aerostar. What, so, I mean, I'm slagging you, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going off someone I've never seen before, whereas you've kind of forgotten the name of the most straightforward tag team ever. Oh, talking of which, by the way, I was out in Shawlands last night? The night before, Saturday night. It doesn't matter what day it was. And with Louise, we went to a bar called The Luchador, which, shout out to The Luchador in Shawlands. It's fucking great in there, man. It's very small. You might need a book if you're going to go. Uh, we were lucky enough to get seats at the bar. But um, all their cocktails... It's all kind of done like Mexican style and like a wee cantina and that. And all their cocktails are named after wrestlers. So I had a Pentagon Junior, and which, you know, El Ferro Miedo, who's changed his name now. And Louise had a Rey Mysterio. And there was a Rey Phoenix. There was a. Oh, it was fucking heaps, man. Any big luchador person you can think of had a cocktail in this place, and they were all fucking lovely. Um, definitely go. If you're ever in Glasgow um, and you're looking for a place to go, that you love wrestling, obviously you do your listening, check it out, man. Great place in the south side. As far as this match goes, oh, man. Right, it was nothing I hadn't seen in WWE. Let's put that there. And because of that, I wasn't that interested. I kind of popped for Kalisto, if I didn't see him again on AEW, I wouldn't be upset. That's all I really got to say. <laughs> Apologies. 
but not for me. So the inner circle are ready to announce who they want from America top team to take on at full gear in a is it a fucking Philadelphia street fight or some shit? It's a street fight, but I guarantee you this match will not leave the arena. I liked this promo, but I liked it for Dan Lambert. He's fucking really good on the mic. And I hope we see more of him after this feud. So after some thought and debating about it, the inner circle have decided that they want to take on Andre Arlovsky, Junior Dos Santos, and we both called it, everyone called it, of course it was Dan Lambert. <laughs> they three will be teaming up with Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, men of the year, who have only got a month and a half left of that name. And then they become <laughs> the men of yesteryear fighting squash matches on Dark. But yeah, this should be a fun match. That's what I'll say, a fun match. Do you think it'll be cinematic? Oh, maybe. Uh, it must be a cinematic-ish nah. match. Nah, I don't think so. Anyway, promo-wise, spots. Jericho said that Paige Van Zant should take on all five members of the Inner Circle and get it on her only fans to a big pop. I don't know if you heard about this, but that generated a lot of Google searches. I just heard about it. But an OnlyFans, that is a fucking fantastic idea. Because you got all these fake fans that pretend to be into stuff. You want an OnlyFans page where people subscribe because they are only fans. Yes. That's what that's fucking what need. Dan Housen needs. That's what we need. Very evil, very sexy. Get some money to pay his medical bills for his broken foot. We'll get an OnlyFans page for the show. <laughs> I knew you were going to do it. And that's how we can generate money for Snapdragon Duplex. Yep. Mikey, who do you think is going to walk out of this pay-per-view of the winners? What did you make of the promo? I'm telling you right now, I think Dan Lambert is going to pin Chris Jericho. Wow, okay. That's a fucking big call. That's a bold call. Uh, I think it's going to be the other way around. I think um, Dan Lambert's going to get pinned, and I actually think it's going to be Sammy Guevara's going to pin him. Pinpointing Sammy Guevara as being really small and useless and being like, we want to take that title off you. And Sammy needs a big win to kind of cement himself as a TNT champion. And he's not getting a championship match on this card. So I feel like he's going to have to get the pin. And I think he's going to pin Dan Lambert. But it's going to be really fun. I don't think it'll be cinematic. It'd be cool if it was, but I don't know. I kind of feel like cinematic wrestling's going to slowly die out. Which is a shame because it's brought us some fucking great matches. More fucking promos. What is it with more promos? But Matt Seidel and Lee Moriarty are backstage with Leo Rush and Dante Martin. And somebody else, who was it? Was it Tony Schiavone? Probably. But Matt Seidel says to Dante Martin, fucking congratulations, you beat me. If you want to keep partnering with Leo Rush, no hard feelings, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I've got a new tag partner, Lee Moriarty. And us two versus you two next week. I think that's next week, Dynamite or Rampage or something, but... Yeah, there's a match. Yeah, no interest. Next match, Anna J versus Jamie Hayter as part of the TBS tournament bracket. Why the fuck? Where was Ty Conte during all of this? Why did she not come to the ring? Did they explain it? Did I miss it? Doesn't matter. Jamie Hayter wins with the distractions from Rebel and Dr. Britt Baker. D-M-D. 
Hater hits Anna J with a short arm clothesline after the distractions, gets the pin and advances to the tournament. Jamie Hater, Britt Baker and Rebel start laying a beatdown on Anna J. Ty Conte comes out for the save, starts wiping out as soon as she gets the upper hand. The numbers game plays up and then Thunder Rosa comes down for the save. And I was like, why the fuck is Thunder Rosa here? What the fuck has she got to do with any of this? <laughs> it turns out Thunder Rosa is fighting Jamie Hayter in the next round. Yeah. So now it makes sense. Of course. You got anything spot-wise for this ma- match, Mikey? It just um, it wasn't a highlight match for me. Um, only a couple of things. I mean, Jamie Hayter's got a new hairstyle. Uh, she's gone for the Seth Rollins when he was a cunt streak. Um... But yeah, she pulls it off, she looks good. Um, this was an alright match, wasn't it? It was okay. But like you said, it's not really one I'll remember. Um, Jade had a promo afterwards as well, uh, where she was wearing a bra that looked like it was made from Big Bird. So, R.I.P. Big Bird. Did you see that Big Bird was getting in trouble online because on Sesame Street he recommended that you should get your vaccine. So all the anti-vaxxers hate Big Bird now. So maybe Jade Cargo is wanting to get in with the anti-vaxxers because they're real-life heels. And she's um, killed Big Bird for them. Book it, Tony. Book it. You know, I was saying that I wasn't that interested in Dynamite this week. And now that I'm looking at my notes, I know why. It's just because there was so much fucking promos and shit, and it just yeah. annoys me now. Because next out, MJF comes to the ring, they trash talk Darby Allen, says to Darby, oh, whatever, we're the fucking pillars, why do people cheer you and boo me? It's because you're a heel, Max. <laughs> That's what the people want to do. They want to boo you because you're a heel. If you were a face, they would cheer you. It's not that hard. Fuck Kayfabe. It's not that hard. Kayfabe be damned. But we confirm it, they're having their match at full gear. Darby says, yeah, we'll have a wrestling match at full gear because I'm going to take out my frustrations on you tonight. He makes his way down. MJF tries to back out. And then Sting comes out with an army of Darbys. And that is scary masks. I mean, do the Sting masks. I want an army of Stings. They're always cooler. Yeah. But Stromage breaks out again. We've went for like not having many Stromages for the past few months. They haven't a lot of stromages in one show. Mm-hmm. So everyone's involved here. Sting's out. He's got his Darby army. They chase MJF back down to the ring. The chairman, Sean Spears, comes out with his chair. Wardlow comes out. They start wiping out a few of the Stings or Darbys or whoever it is. Darby and MJF have their fucking wee stromage. And see, during all of this, I want to go back and watch it for something that happens next... But it's confirmed. Full gear, MJF, Darby, straight up wrestling match, no stupid hardcore rules. How are you feeling about that, Mikey? I, at the moment, am not arsed. Um, one thing that we should definitely mention is when they had this Dramash out into the crowd, with the longest, probably the biggest run-up I've ever seen through the crowd for an absolutely brutal Let's think of it. It's a lariat. Because a lariat runs into you and you run into a clothesline. It's one of those brutal lariats I've ever seen over the barriers. And that was great. 
I think it's going to be one of these matches where neither of us are really looking forward to it. But once it actually happens, we'll both be like, that was a fucking great match. I, I think they, they're kind of building to it to being like a showcase match for the next gen of stars. Like They keep going about how they're the pillars and how that they are really important. Um, they are bringing a lot to AEW and that a lot of the weight of the show falls on their shoulders. So, yeah, I think they'll both show up for it. Just got to wait and see. Like yourself, it's not really one of the reasons I'm tuning in, but I think it'll be great. Right, next up, we're back to matches, and I fucking love this match. This match was phenomenal. It was good. The Nightmare, the American Nightmare, the son of the son of the plumber, <laughs> Cody Rhodes, with the enforcer, Arn Anderson, taking on Andrade El Idolo, with... Who the fuck is that guy? What's his name? Does he have a name yet? Jim. Who is he? It's Jim. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Malachi Black was bad for ringside. Did it make a difference? It didn't because the match ends when Cody's going to go for a suicide dive. Andrade's little fucking boy gets up in the apron, distracts the referee. Cody does a suicide dive to Andrade. Yeah. And FTR appear with the belts. Hit. Cody with the belt, wipe him out Andrade gets Cody back into the ring and pins him for the win. Yes. So whenever the fucking Sting Army or the Derby Army came down did FTR come down and then just hide under the ring at that point? I want to watch back and see if that's what happened. But this match, fucking quality match. I love this match. I want to know what their plan is for full gear if any of these guys are going to be in a match. The rumour is there is. But what did you think, mate? Did you like this match? Yeah, you know what, man? I, I really like this match. It's hard to ignore now. Cody's getting booed relentlessly. And I know he's come out and he's done his whole, like, I'll never be Triple H. Um, he's done that big promo the other week. FTR knocked him out. Did the tights on Neil slide under the aprons. Wait, hey. Um, Tully versus Arn Anderson. The Glock. Face off in the ring. The Lucha Bros come out for the save... I kind of don't like this bollocks, man. It's like there's too many people involved in this feud now. There's too many people. Oh, fuck. Fuck. I've just figured it out. Or, well, I've just come up with an idea. I would say I've figured it out and I'm always wrong, so um, I'm not going to give myself that much credence. What if Malachi Black is talking about Pac and the Lucha Bros? I mean, come on. It's right there. They're the only people who are really standing behind Cody right now, other than the Glock himself. But, yeah, Malachi Black's talking about where the Ides of March and all that, and Julius Caesar being stabbed, and beware of people who are close to you. Fucking, that's the one, man. Pack. He's got no reason to do it against Andrade, though. Because he hates Andrade. Right, okay. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I think it's going to be Pack. Um, Cody, <laughs> I've written here, Cody is a wank. <laughs> I've just read Cody is a wank why would these very cool no fucks given wrestlers give a flying fuck about him and I probably wrote that when I was a bit more grumpy but it's hard to argue why would the Lucha Bros care about Cody when Cody's just a bit of a wank I guess it's just any excuse to wipe out FTR that's kind of a running theme with AEW it's like Thunder Rosa earlier on with Jamie Hayter it's like, as soon as they get a chance to go in there and fucking put the boots in, they're straight down the ramp. You know what I mean? So, that's what we got. I feel like Pack or Death Triangle, sorry. 
um, we'll be done with Cody as soon as they're done with Andrade. Right. Dynamite. Main event time. Main event! And I'm pissed off with this. Why did Orange Cassidy not just get a buy into the next round? I mean, mm. a lot of people fought in this tournament and Miro gets put in. Yeah. Not that I'm going to complain too much because I love Miro. He was God's favourite champion until he wasn't. He was my favourite champion until he wasn't. He just got put into, like, the semi-finals of the tournament. Yeah. Was there an explanation for it? No. Orange Cassidy should have got a bye. Or they should have put someone else from the tournament back in that. Not fucking Miro. He wasn't in there to start with. Why does he get in now? Like 10. Plus, we've fucking seen Miro and Orange Cassidy fight whenever they had the whole best friends versus the wedding party mm-hmm. that we went backwards and forwards on whether we liked it or not for fucking ages and ended up we liked it because they had Dark and Anarchy match and Sue turned up and Trent and oh, yeah. Trent, Trent Barretta and... Trent? Who's the other guy? Trent? The Chuck Taylors guy. <laughs> they all showed up. Mind Chris Statlander, she came back. Brilliant match. Loved it. <laughs> then they go back. Miro the Redeemer taps Orange Cassidy out, makes him his little bitch. Yeah. Like, Orange Cassidy tapped out quick. It just made Miro look strong as fuck. Would you Did know it make about? Orange look weak? No. A little bit. Do you think so? Also, Matt Hardy showed up mid-match. Orange Cassidy jumped off, like, the turnbuckle, put Miro through a table, the timekeeper's table which isn't a disqualification somehow. Then he looks up into the crowd and Matt Hardy's there just giving him grief. Matt Hardy didn't even get involved in the match. Miro just locked in the game over. Orange Cassidy tapped. And we get Miro versus Brian Danielson at full gear in the finals, which is going to be a fucking excellent match. What did you think of the match? What do you think of the final that we're getting? It was a good match. It was a good reminder that Miro is a fucking monster. I don't think it made Orange Cassidy look weak. I would tap out quicker than him. I mean, I guess I'm not a wrestler. But, um... Brian Danielson versus Miro in the final. Should be a banger. Should be a banger. And we know that Brian Danielson can go against monsters. Remember his match with Brock Lesnar? Remember that? Holy fuck, was that good. I actually thought he was going to beat him. Anyway, I digress. Yeah, I think it could be good. I think Daniel Bryan needs... Oh, God, I was doing so well. I was doing so well. I think Bryan Danielson probably needs to win. Because... They've they've almost fallen into a good territory here. Amiro... Hangman Adam Page feud could be fucking awesome. It could be very good. Anyway, see how it goes. Good show overall, I thought, Dynamite. But you're right, too many promos. It was very promo heavy. The matches were good. Then we get to Friday, and you know what that means. It's Rampage time. And we kick off Rampage with the American Dragon Brian Danielson versus Anthony Bones of the Acclaimed with Max Caster. Mikey, I'll let you fucking cover the rap because, like I said, I need subtitles when this guy raps. I need to go on Reddit the next day to find out what he said and what meant what. You got it all. You can give us that. In fact, give us it now. 
Okay, so the big takeaway from it, a lot of it was just about how he's a vegan. He's like making cucumbers and rest of it. It was it was funny, but it was kind of low hanging fruit. No pun intended. Because because a cucumber's a fruit. That's why I said that. All right, it's not a fucking vegetable. This is a hill I'm willing to die on. It's a fruit. Anyway, that's my rant for the day done. Max Caster said, "I end careers faster than your father-in-law." That is fucking funny. So if you don't know. John Laurinaitis, a.k.a. Johnny Ace, he married the mother of the Bella Twins recently, making him Brian Danielson's real-life father-in-law. Can you imagine how fucking awkward those fucking dinners are with Johnny Ace? Anyway, that was fucking great. Apparently this match was punishment for Anthony Bowens. He said that Tony Khan was a horrible boss. So Tony Khan pulled an absolute Vince McMahon power move and was like, well, you think I'm a bad boss? Wait till you meet my friend, fucking Brian Danielson, because you're going to get your fucking head kicked in. In fact, it was worse than a McMahon power move. It was more of a fucking Teddy Long power move. And he's going to go one-on-one with The Undertaker. Right, so fucking, how can you have... Anthony Bones with Max Caster at ringside, let Max Caster get involved in the match and still have Brian Danielson go over clean. It just made fucking Anthony Bones look weak as fuck. Yep. Anthony Bones was in that LaBelle lock for a while before he tapped out. That, I would be pissed if I was Brian Danielson. I would be pissed. Like, Orange Cassidy sold the game over and tapped out straight away. Anthony Bones did not tap out straight away. It was an alright match, but I don't know, I just... I wasn't that thrilled this week with a lot of Rampage. How did you feel, Mikey? Um, I kind of covered what I thought about... Uh, I mean, Brian Danielson wins in what must be the biggest shock of all time. That's kind of all I've got to say. Right, more fucking promo time. CM Punk's here. He has his face-to-face with Eddie Kingston... I can't be bothered getting into the details of it. If you want to get into the details of it, Mikey, you can. The promo was good. I liked it. But we knew what we were getting. We knew this was going to go to full gear, so I was a bit meh. And I apologise. I've been on the night shift. I've been working hard. But what I lack in covering on Rampage, I'm going to make up in Reddit Squared Circle posts. Okay. And I've seen that Tony Khan said that TBS and the Turner Network are very high on CM Punk. Okay. They want to push him much more. And Tony Khan has got big plans for CM Punk, but he's building him a win streak at the moment. Mm-hmm. So CM Punk's going to win at full gear. Yeah. Okay. I want to know what these fucking big plans are. I really hope that they tag CM Punk with Brian Danielson. Mm, I don't think so. I would love that. Are you excited for the full gear match, Mikey? I know I am. CM Punk must be winning it. He needs to win it. What would you think big plans for CM Punk are? Would you put him in a title picture? Would you make a new title for him? Hmm. What kind of big story could you give him? Put him up against Cody Rhodes, apparently that's a fucking thing. (laughs) Nah, I mean, do you know the only thing I can think of that would be super big and exciting with Punk is to turn him heel. So, yeah... Have him beat Eddie Kingston. Maybe be a bit of a cunt doing it. And then turn the bastard heel. I mean, 
get him in the title picture. If they're really high on him and everything, like you said, and he's win, he's building a win streak, then he's probably going to win at full gear. I wanted Eddie to win this match. I felt like that would be such a good rub for him. But if anyone can put CM Punk over and still come out strong off the back of it, it would be Eddie Kingston. So Eddie loses to Punk. Punk goes on, slowly becomes a bit of a cunt. Can you not see him in a heel run against Adam Page for a while? And like putting him right in the main picture and doing it that way. Or the other one is this is the end of the elite storyline with Adam Page and you get Kenny Omega, CM Punk having a feud, a long feud and Punk stays face. And you can keep Brian Danielson involved in that and you could tag them. So yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe you are right and they do tag them. But I feel like Brian Danielson's wanting to come in as a solo dude. He's not interested in the tag thing. I think you could sell that idea to Punk. Um, pass. I don't know, man. I don't know. He's either going to go the the face route and he's probably going to go after Kenny or he's going to go the heel route and he's going to go after Hangman. But I think whoever he chooses is what the big story is going to be next. AEW love a fucking promo roundabout pay-per-view season. Tony Schiavone backstage with Christian Cage and Jurassic Express and they've challenged the super click Adam Cole and the Young Bucks to a false count anywhere match at full gear. This is this is no different for a fucking street fight, is it? It'll be a fun match. Are you excited, Mikey? Uh yeah. I actually don't know the difference. I mean I and obviously a false count anywhere is that you can pin them anywhere. I don't know what the rules are with a street fight. Do you need to I don't know. Do most street fights end in the ring? I feel like they do. But that doesn't mean that they don't... That they ha- No, they don't actually, do they? You just blow my mind. Maybe it's just two fucking words for the same thing. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this, but I think that's a good matchup. And it's going to be fun. And it's going to... Look, you got six dudes who are going to enjoy having carnage. So, yeah, it's going to be great fun. And we get... Uh, Budge, baby! Right, I think this was the final opening rounds of the TBS Women's Championship yes, tournament. Yes, you're right. It's the Bunny versus Red Velvet. This was another match that I just wasn't all that interested in. And for good reason, because Red Velvet wins and we're getting a rematch of Jade Cargill versus Red Velvet. Yeah. In the quarters, is this going to be? Yeah. I think it is. If you've got anything you're wanting to say about this match, Mikey, not I'm really not doing it justice. Not I just, really. I'm going to skip it. Are you excited for Jade Cargill versus Red Velvet? Nah. I don't know, but it's this fucking match three or four that they've had to now. They really need to do something special for me to be interested. I'm not that bothered right now. What's your thoughts? Red Velvet's going to get a fucking head kicked in, that's all I can think. Yeah, I'm not really that interested in this, man. I've, I've, I've seen it all before. Can I quickly do a callback? I know this is really unprofessional, but we're going to do a quick callback. Uh, there's a bit that we missed earlier on. There was a backstage segment of Andrade with MJF and the Pinnacle. Uh, it turns out that Andrade paid for the Pinnacle's help with Dinero. Um, makes sense, and I like that. And it's good to kind of get a bit of background of like, yeah, these aren't just they helping each other because they're cunts. Andrade's paying them, so that's why they're doing it. Because why would the Pinnacle help otherwise? Can I also say 
did you notice, do you notice, right, it's a way off topic, right, but everyone listening, you see when you have a two wrestlers who, do, who aren't in a match and they start fighting and the refs come out to break it up, so you had Eddie Kingston and Punk this week doing this, and the refs run down to the ring, why do they always run with their arms out, waving and spinning their arms like a fucking, do you remember that action man that used to swim in your bath, and its arms would just like go round and round and round and round? Um, they run down the rig of whoa, whoa, with their arms running about, flapping about in the wind. Why do they run like that? Is it just to show that they're dorks? Why don't you just run like a like a normal person would to the ring? It's almost as if like they run normal to the ramp, and then when they get to the ramp, they're like, "Oh, it's slippy down here." Uh, do, do do they put baby oil on the ramp? Does Roman Reigns dried his hair on the ramp? That's way off topic, but. It's something I've always thought about. Food for thought. Food for thought, Andy. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's getting late for me now, but we're here. It's time for the main event. Yeah. It is Dark Order's young boy John Silver versus the elites Adam Cole. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. With the Young Bucks, Mac, Matt and Nick Jackson. Oh, my God, I'm tired. We're nearly there. Let's push through. Mac Jackson. Right, why am I pissed off with this match? Adam Cole got a concerto on Wednesday and he sold it like a fucking champ. He was lying there, twitching, convulsing, I don't know, whatever, (laughs) but he sold it. And you're telling me two days later he is fucking fit, ready to fight John Silver? (laughs) That's two days. Not only are you telling me that he's fit and he's ready to fight John Silver, you're telling me that he fucking beats John Silver with two sil- with two super kicks <laughs> and the fucking boom. Not even a shady shy roll up grabbing the tights, dodgy finish. He won clean ish over John Silver after having that concerto. You just fucking buried John Silver. But other than annoying me for that, I like this match. Love John Silver. He is a boy popper. Absolutely. I don't know if he's already boy of the show. Oh, but I'm making it official show. now if it isn't. John Silver, official boy of the show. Love the budge stuff. Love John Silver. Give me more of him. Give me more fucking Luther. They're refusing to do that. But I already said that Adam Cole wins with the fucking boom or the bank or whatever the fuck he calls it. <laughs> Rampage. Mm, didn't enjoy it. Dynamite oh, loved it. What? Although I was hanging about Friday night and because the clocks changed stuff has been starting at like 12 o'clock rather than 1am Yeah, and I was waiting for Rampage to start at 12 and I was like fucking 2 why is it starting at 2 why is it an hour later then I remembered Rampage airs an hour later it's actually 3 o'clock and I was like I was ready to watch Rampage before I was ready to watch Smackdown that is how (laughs) garbage WWE is for me AEW is actually like my go to now Oh, me too. and I'm cool with it although the Friday night, that Rampage was rubbish. Smackdown was better. And I'm going to enjoy Smackdown for a little while if they're going the way they're going. It looks as though it's going to be Roman Reigns possibly fighting King Xavier Woods, maybe for the belt. I'd be fucking loving that. Yeah. I hope that's where it goes. But Mikey, what did you make of the main event of Rampage? What did you make of Rampage? What did you make of Dynamite? Right, I'm going to have to rewind, because I'm pretty sure you said 
that uh, you thought Dynamite was a bit crap this week, but then right there you said you loved it. So I'll let you off because it's late and it's nights and your head's up your arse. But um, I mean, we are known on this podcast for being always being consistent with our thoughts and always thinking our thoughts out from start to finish. We never we never deviate. We never do tangents, and we always keep our opinions strong. We keep them strong, and we never change our minds. That's what we're known for in this podcast. That's why people tune in. So, Rampage this week was okay. I didn't think it was shit. I didn't think it was great. But it was fine, and it entertained me for an hour. Uh, Dynamite, I thought, was pretty good. Uh, Too many promos stopped it from being great. Um, but it wasn't bad. Entertained me for two hours, so I can't complain, man. I got three hours of entertainment this week. How good, by the way, was Johnny Hungy's spinning Liger bomb? That was fucking awesome. It's probably about the only thing I can really mention from here in this match because you've covered everything else. Right, before we sign off, I'm just going to touch on a bit of WWE. The next pay per view coming up is Survivor Series, mm-hmm. and they've announced the Raw. Well, they've announced Raw, SmackDown, men and women's teams, but they've done it on Twitter. They didn't even do it on the fucking show. And already I'm like, but I don't give a fuck. It's garbage. It is pure garbage. I'm going to watch it anyway because I am a sweaty, sweaty shagger, and that's what shaggers do. We watch anything. But, Mikey, have you got anything... Any closing thoughts before we sign off on the show? Any releases you want to talk about? Karrion Cross, Keith Lee, many of the others that happened. Anything on Wyndham Rotunda? I think he's going to show up at full gear. I do. And if he was going to show up at full gear, I would make him show up during the MGF and Darby Allen match just to give me some interest in that. Okay. So that is all from me. Thanks for listening. You're all a bunch of marks and shaggers and duplexers and we love you. Take care. Mind what you are doing. This is your pay-per-view thrill, Randy Phil, signing off. Thanks very much, Randy baby. Uh, Yeah, that was a great show. I enjoyed that a lot. WWE-wise, Survivor Series, I'll definitely watch it. I always tune in for the pay-per-views. But I've just not been able to keep interest in what's going on. Which is so weird. Because Big E being champion. Xavier Woods being the being the king of the ring. Roman Reigns is on a fucking streak. Right? He's fucking awesome. All this stuff would have really popped the boys back in the day. Not even that long ago. A couple, like a year ago. But I don't know man. I'm just not enjoying the output at all right now. I'm just not enjoying the product. Um, I struggle to keep interest. There's too much bump in it, and I, I, I think it's just a bit too clean cut for me now. AW really is my go-to. Like Randy said earlier on, I just like it's a bit rough around the edges, and I really like that. Um, we forgot to do fucking predictions. I mean, Randy's not here. I'll just pick. He'll just pick the opposite of me. I mean, we've got Pack versus Dax Harwood coming up. Uh, this week. I mean, Pac's going to win that, but I'll give Dax to Randy. We've got 
Dr. Brick Baker, DMD, Jamie Hater, and Rebel versus Ty Conti, Anna Jay, and Thunder Rosa. I feel like I've seen this match a billion times. Um, I'll pick the baddies. I'll pick uh, Brick Baker and Hater and all the rest of it. And uh, Andy, I'll pick the goodies, Ty Conti and Anna Jay. Uh, Matt Seidel, Lee Moriarty versus Dante Martin, Leo Rush. I feel like Dante Martin and Leo Rush have to win this because Matt Seidel only shows up to lose, which is exactly why Randy's going to pick Matt Seidel and Lee Moriarty. And then we've got Brian Danielson versus Rocky Romero uh, all the way from New Japan. So I'm picking Brian Danielson. I think it's a pretty solid bet, uh, especially in the fact that he's going to be in the final soon, so he needs a real solid win, which is exactly why Randy's going to pick Rocky Romero. Um, we've got Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page, the contract signing. I don't think anyone new is going to show up here. I don't think there's going to be any big surprises, but I think you're right. This contract is going to be no one is allowed to get involved. It's a one-on-one match. And then we're going to have a massive stramash between the Dark Order and the Elite afterwards. And it'll be fun. It'll be really fun. And then Full Gear, I mean, we've got a few things for Full Gear here. We've got Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page, and this is the match we've all been waiting for. Hangman Adam Page is going to win the belt finally, so that's who I pick, and Randy picks Kenny to retain, because that's what Randy does. Super Click versus Jurassic Express with Christian. Christian, Christian, at last you're with your friends. I'm going to pick... The Jurassic Express. I think the I think the Elite are going to have a horrible night, but Randy's going to pick the Super Click, and either of us could be right. And then we're going to CM Punk, Eddie Kingston, and after we talked about it, I mean it's CM Punk. We both know it is. Randy's even said as much. But for this, he's going to pick Eddie Kingston because of course he is. It's Randy, and he loves to be a contrarian. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. It's been a great fun. Thanks, Randy, for participating. You're always a winner in my eyes. And thank you for listening, you beautiful sweaty marks, you glorious shaggers. Catch us on the link tree. We're on all the fucking websites and stuff. You'll find it. Remember to download these podcasts. Send them to your ma. Send them to your da. Please subscribe. Hit some likes. It gives us good stuff if you do that. We all get happy. And everyone wants us to be happy. Thanks very much for listening. Mikey Mac, out.